Welcome to Behind the Insights, a podcast series by Metrics Lab, where we speak to industry experts from all over the world to uncover what's driving the hottest topics in insights. Today, we're giving the floor to our global social insights leads, Gilbert Sartou and Celine Varro, who are here with Culture Hub's Ruben Kamer. They're discussing social media and the power of social insights in bringing people together in arts and culture and building a thriving community. Hi, everyone. My name is Celine Varro. And together with Gilbert Saktu, we run the Social Insights Department of Metrics Lab, a Toluna company. We are today together with the founder of Culture Hub in Rotterdam, Ruben Kramer. He is a musician and a chef. He is what you would call a multi-hyphenated person, to say the least. Before giving him the mic to tell us all about Culture Hub in Rotterdam, we do want to highlight why we wanted this conversation to be our first episode of the season. The Metrics Lab headquarters are based in the beautiful city of Rotterdam in the Netherlands. The city means a lot to us, and a place becomes meaningful thanks to the connections and people you build your community with. This creates a sense of belonging. In the digital era, we create belonging with our social media and online presence. However, Ruben is one of the few who is able to translate this balance of online and offline communities in an authentic space where many activities and entities take place. So today we will hear from him on how he consistently builds and continuously grows this with the support of social media and its insights. Welcome, Ruben. Great to have you here. Hi, Celine and Gilbert. Thanks for having me. Shall we dive right in? Yes, let's go. All right. If you would have to describe Culture Hub's philosophy in a couple of sentences, how would that go? Um, if you would look at the space, you would see coffee, yummy foods, of course, uh, amazing instruments, visual arts, uh, beautiful plants and art shop. Uh, I'm a coffee bar, event space and more. Uh, these elements, each on their own, hold a different meaning to me, to the hub, and especially for the people from everywhere. We all have our own associations, and Culture Hub's philosophy is to find and connect meaning uh, in things that makes us human, living by creating and amplifying those associations. Uh, beyond the difference, it is about bringing people together and finding those sparks and glimmers uh, of everyday life and in the uh, what drives people. Culture Up wants to reinforce authenticity, creativity, and a conscious and mindful life. We are a safe space for a community with respect to individuality. And to build on that, can you maybe tell us or describe a moment when you felt completely immersed with Culture Hub, watching people lose track of time and the world around them? Um, I can say this happens literally all the time in every event where people come together. Uh, if it's live music or comedy night and for, yeah, of course, also our social events. So, yeah, it happens all the time that people lose track of time. So I have a strong interest in the business side of things and how social media and insights contribute to it. So how important is social media in your overall marketing and community building? Uh, I would say it does, it does not define the community, but it for sure helps, uh, helps us reach people on a bigger and wider scale. Uh, it is about connecting the offline with the online in the end. So social media is like the rings the still water creates when you throw a stone in it. And the bigger the stone, the bigger the rings. 
Uh, it is like a social ripple effect to welcome and encourage people. So a lot of people come to Rotterdam, of course, to study or work and leave their family behind for a new start or whatever reason. And that's quite isolating. So our events are to connect and the social media is to inform whoever is interested. Um, and I want to try leading with curiosity. Nice. I, I like that analogy. So what, what type of content resonates the most with your audience on social media? Um, in terms of content, the personal stories drive the most engagement and the videos. Um, we have an overarching aesthetic and we build on that. There is no strict content plan I follow, but there's more and more organic flow per event. I think it is because the philosophy is so deeply rooted in the space, collaborators and partners, and also in myself. Yeah, I go with that. So it needs to feel good, bring joy in action. Um, not so forced action, but more mutual. And how do you decide what to post and when to post? Yeah, the timings. Well, if it's a, uh, if it's monthly events, I inform people a couple of days before or the week before, uh, cause they're known that we do that. So we host them already. So our own following is already coming up to them. So every extra person is an extra person, but we are already good with that. So it's more about the touring artists that having shows in Rotterdam. Yeah. Then we divide and conquer with the artists. Um, so I have some guidelines regarding social media for people that do an event or a live uh, show here. They have to also reach out to their following and do their marketing parts for themselves. And I'm, I'm very curious about something else. Uh, one of the key challenges is to create an authentic voice and credibility on social media. So what strategies do you have to maintain a sense of authenticity and credibility in your social media interactions? I think that's super simple, Gilbert. It's just being me, uh, being honest, live up to the philosophy, be open and beyond anything. Honesty is really key. I think there's no shortcut. Uh, there's no quick win in it. Um, I'm not saying it is, it is easy, but yeah, of course we have our community guidelines, but no harm is ever tolerated. Uh, overall, we rarely have to reinforce those. So it's only love and being who you are. So don't, uh, beat around the bush. Gotcha. And what I also sense from your answer is that you humanize it. Uh, so I also like that. I'll see a lot of companies taking, taking that direction as well. So what is the perfect balance in your experience for social media in relation to events and activities you host? Good question, though. Uh, we have our uh, monthly events throughout the year, and those keep the communications afloat. And based on what we do additionally throughout the year, uh, adds on top. So it's very, yeah, it's an organic approach. So here's another one for you. Many of our partners are struggling to handle negative feedback on social media. How do you handle negative feedback or criticism on social media? Um, it's harder if it feels not honest, of course. Um, but I think if you just follow yourself, you can always say that you're, you had the best intention. So I lead with empathy 
but I reinforce the boundaries. So no one's comfort should be at risk uh, at the cost of anyone's safety. So online people can get shady, of course. However, intentions shown in action and open communications have always been leading in the hub. So listening, hearing, understanding, or trying to understand if you're not, and mutually meeting in the middle. Uh, that's my approach. Uh, of course, sometimes that doesn't work. And then, ah, yeah. Then we show our boundaries in a respectful way. So keep, yeah, keep respect, I think. Uh, yeah, it's the same philosophy in life. It depends what kind of person you are, if it's harder or not. But I think if, as long as you stay respectful and use your own words, uh, that shows. I have a question for you as well. Uh, how can a, a company like Matrix Lab help a company like Culture Up that doesn't have the budgets for the social media insights? How can we still see data and apply that to our field? That's a great question. I think we can answer that from a layered perspective. The first one would be us as a company and our team specifically wants to always stay ahead of the curve. And this is why on our website, we have our blog pieces. We organize quarterly webinars and uh, we also have white papers that we write. So these materials focus on what's out there in the industry. What do we do with that information and how we can use it? So us uh, providing those as free source, free access material. You can go to our social media channels. You can go to our website. You can click on insights and news, and then those will be listed. So by you reading those, we already provide sort of a roadmap of how we are doing research, why we are doing it, and you could replicate that, scale it up and down according to your needs. But from a data point of view, I can actually hand the word to Gilbert, but what I told so far, is that interesting for you? Yeah, this sure is. And those webinars are free for the public and everyone can just look in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what you would do is you just sign up, you fill in your details and then you'll get a notification and you can log in and listen to them. And if you would miss them, we have recorded versions on our YouTube channel as well. You can go back and watch them. Okay. And is that then also attached with a monthly newsletter from you guys? Because I think that's an amazing idea. I think we should be doing that now. I don't think you should because that's super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, because I would rather provide quality over information than not provide enough information. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. Thank you so much, Celine. Two, two additional thoughts from a, a, a data perspective. Um, so did you know you could actually have your own focus group? For me? Um, what do you mean by my focus group? Well, focus group is a sort of a, a qualitative research angle where you invite a couple of people um, and then um, interview them. Uh, but my, my answer actually refers to you can have your focus group at this very moment. And you can do that by simply um, reading all your Facebook or your Instagram replies to see what people are saying about your brand or about the events. 
Yeah, we do. I do. I do have that. Yeah, like also the Google reviews is part of that. Then of course, um, we interact with that. Yeah, that's perfect. So that's that's a major and very valuable source of of insights. And another thought is um, search behavior. So uh, Google uh, Google search or Google AdWords or Google, Google Analytics, they provide you all these. Um, very relevant and actionable insights about uh, the search behavior of, of people. And uh, you can translate those, those, those data points also to what it means for, uh, for your company. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Gilbert. That's super useful. Then I would like to focus on some platforms because the moment you think, oh my God, I know social media, something else pops up and a whole new community goes through with it. So um, which social media platforms do you use to connect with Gen Z and millennials? And is there a specific reason why you chose these platforms? Would like to hear more about that. Mainly it's our website and Instagram. They lead the conversation. Um, I did some attempts in the past towards TikTok, but this is way of... uh, yeah, this way of online advertising is a bit too much Gen Z for me because I'm not a Gen Z. For me, it's sticking with uh, with the website that is for everybody knows how it works. And Instagram, yeah, the majority of my following, so in Rotterdam, Europe, Instagram is lead. So it used to be Facebook. So I'm still using Facebook a bit for schedules. When is the event or whatever, but there's no, not so much interaction. And I would say it's more for the older people now. I think mainly Facebookers that react on our events are 50 and above, 48, 50 and above. Uh, and the rest is Instagram. So yeah. I think that's also a great segue into thinking, how do you encourage your community to participate in the conversation on Instagram? Let's focus on Instagram. I think in the end, the reels and animals do great. Like Luna, my dog, if she's in a video or anything, she she leads it. Whenever she shows her face, it evolves um, into a lot of likes. So for me, mainly Instagram works. Uh, mouth-to-mouth connections works the best regarding our regular guests. So I think um, it's showing what you do. Again, being honest, this is who I am. This is who we are as a company. And this is what you can get. And don't make it better than it is. Just be honest. Absolutely. And focusing on connection, Can you provide examples of any collaborations or partnerships that have been initiated or nurtured through your social media presence? Uh, Yes. Uh, There's so many, Uh, but I can make an example. Um, For example, bigger organizations like UNICEF, for example, yeah, it was just brought to us by Instagram. Somebody followed us that was working there and needed a a venue to do a cool thing for their uh, yearly day with the youth. So now we do a yearly day with UNICEF for the youth. Uh, The same goes for universities or foundations in Rotterdam. Uh, The human connection, again, is the most powerful. 
but yeah, mainly the collaboration started because I found them on Instagram or they found me on social media. Um, the big players in Rotterdam that I wanted to collaborate with instantly. I made a list before I started this company. We're like, this is my dream and I want to collaborate with those people. Yeah, of course, I, I just walked up their, their door and knocked on and went into a conversation with them, told, told them who I am, what I do. And yeah, you can have social media, but face-to-face -face works better. You can feel the uh, intentions of a person quickly. Uh, you can read and feel the energy of the person behind the organization. And I think that's more important because you collaborate with the organization, of course. But in the end, you are collaborating with the person from the organization. So it, there should be a click with them. Uh, you should feel them. So I prefer real-life meetups in that way instead of social media. But there's a big strength, of course, social media as well. So I think that's my answer. I'm also deeply interested in both the challenges you've encountered and the stories of your achievements. So have you faced any challenges or obstacles while using social media to build your community? And how did you handle these challenges? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm still struggling. So soon I hope to be able to hire your company and marketing team for that. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, how to address them. I face challenges and obstacles by how to use it, when to post, what are the times. But in the end, it is more the question, what do you want from it? Do you want thousands of people to follow you and see your project? I better have 10 people coming over and taste my product. So I try to get them in. So, and that's still a struggle. Sometimes it's a live music uh, night and you put some marketing out and then not enough people show up. That can happen. And that's, uh, that are the struggles, but that's also part of business. Like not every product works. So I bet bigger companies also have that same problem. Like, Oh, this design didn't work. So I hope to be able to hire you guys. We would love to work with you. Can you share a memorable success story or a heartwarming anecdote related to your social media efforts? Um, yeah, the most beautiful one was my dog's birthday. We made for fun a really like it was focused on Gen Z. It was a bit of a joke. And I just make a very corny reel you can make it you could say it in gen z style so everything was just put on each other not a lot of efforts just make it fun some photos of the dog and a cool reel and invited everybody for their birthday party for the birthday party of luna the dog and it was beautiful because like people that didn't know culture up or didn't they didn't know culture up and they didn't know my dog they saw this reel coming by on Instagram and they, yeah, the place was filled up with people that day and I was, it was a close day. So uh, it was beautiful to see like everybody that was there was or personally invited by me or they came with gifts and birthday presents for my dog. So yeah, I think this is one of the success stories what social media can bring. So it brought at least, I don't know, multiple uh, groups of people towards my uh, business and they also came back after now they know it and yeah so that i think this is one of the 
uh, heartwarming anecdotes for uh, social media. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful and, and organic story, and uh, I, I can't wait to 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 meet Luna. Uh, <laughs> Now, what we see is that leading with authenticity and knowing what you stand for does have an impact on organic reach. And absolutely considering when your focus is really your community. And we hope that this keeps growing, of course, and we are very excited to hear it from you. But talking about growth, what does growth and success mean to you and your community when it comes to social media? To me, I think it means more than others because my business is also depending on it. But because I see the power of offline communications coming up more and more, some of our target group depends on email and they are seeking for an offline world. So regarding social media, it means a lot for our visibility and growth. It opens up the world a bit more so we can target those who just travel through or are new to the city and it's yeah people are new to the city and it's hidden gems like culture up so how do they find that uh yeah a hidden gem should be and stay a hidden gem but social media gives it to the rest of the world and how do you envision the future of your community and its relation with social media evolving over time um, yeah, Rotterdam is a port city. It has a welcoming energy. The water carries the, the, the ships and the people from all over the world. So this is the spirit we want to welcome. Uh, I hope we can attract like-minded people or even entrepreneurs that would like to collaborate or even build an even bigger home of the conscious, creative and authentic. So I hope people will find us. And maybe even other entrepreneurs would love to build a culture up in their city or anything like that. That's the way I'm seeing culture up that every creative city needs a hub like this. So, and I think without social media, I cannot, I can make this happen, but it would be way harder. That means traveling there, making connections. Online, you can do your research. You can do a background check a bit from a person. Or the philosophy of a person. So, yeah, I envision the future of our community um, evolve way bigger in the coming years. That is very exciting. And we cannot wait to see how that is going to go. Uh, we are so happy that you have been sharing so genuinely and honestly your experiences. Because it's not every day that we get to talk with creatives and entrepreneurs like yourself. And what we can take away from this is that knowing where you stand, knowing which direction where you want to go to, but also still welcoming things that come your way, as long as you're connecting people and stay true and honest, the growth will become organic and it will flow naturally. And I think that's a great learning. Um, thank you for sharing all your thoughts. Gilbert, did you want to add something else to it? Thanks, Ruben, for your super interesting uh, stories. It was great having you, Ruben. Do you have some closing words or sentences you would like to share? Anything you want to plug in? Go for it. Uh, of course. Check our Instagram and our website, cultureup.art. And all the events are online. And if you pass through Rotterdam, 
don't forget to c- come in and uh, drink a nice coffee and uh, enjoy an event. Not going to lie. It's the best coffee I had so far. So that's a <laughs> statement. Thank you. Thanks for joining us and watch this space for fresh new episodes. And don't forget to check out our previous episodes if you miss them.